Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing enrolled agent Jason Bowman. He is an expert in the field of tax resolution. And today, we're going to be talking about how accountants, attorneys, and other related professionals can benefit from this and add this stream of revenue to their practices. Uh, Jason's site is taxmarketinghq.com. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Seth. I appreciate it. It is our pleasure. So let's go back in time. Before you became an expert trainer and marketer of other tax resolution folks, you were a tax resolver yourself. So how did you get started in the tax resolution business, which arguably we, you kind of pretty much helped invent? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting story. It's kind of a sob story, I guess. Uh, I, I was a full-time real estate investor and real estate broker in Northern Colorado uh, back during the illustrious crash of 2007. And when the real estate market came crashing down, uh, I ended up literally homeless and in Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Uh, so at the time I simply needed a job so I could put food on the dashboard because I was literally living in my vehicle. So, uh, long story short, I ended up, uh, taking a part-time seasonal job, uh, working evenings and weekends in a, uh, kiosk in a super Walmart doing tax returns at one of the big national franchise tax prep chains. And just because I was driving around one day, they had a sign out saying, hey, we're hiring. So I walked in the door. (laughs) Uh, And then about a month after I got that job, a friend of mine, I was talking to her and she she had just started a job as a a receptionist at a company in Denver that was doing this thing I had never heard of called tax resolution. And she was like, well, if you need a full-time job, they're hiring for an admin assistant. So here I was at the age of 30, starting my career completely over in a field I knew nothing about simply because I needed to put food on the dashboard was in bankruptcy, living in, living in my car, uh, and, and, you know, working 60, 70 hours a week just to, to try to get back on my feet. So that, that's how I got into this. 
fortunately, after about six months in a you know ten dollar an hour uh, administrative assistant role, the owners of the tax resolution company that I was employed at. Uh, they they realized that I had these other skill sets, you know, particularly in marketing uh, that I brought with me from my previous real estate career. And you know, I, I had owned a web design company back in the day of the the, the brochure style web pages um, that sadly some folks still have. Um, and uh, so after about six months as an admin assistant, uh, I moved into a marketing and operations management role, uh, and I took this small six person tax resolution firm. Uh, and within 17 months, I grew it from six people and $750,000 a year to 40 people and about $3.3 million a year in less than a year and a half. That is absolutely incredible. What were some of the secrets behind your geometric growth rate? You know, really, it all came down to, to two primary things. One uh, was looking for more than one source of leads. Uh, I'm a firm believer that no practitioner should ever have a single source of business. Uh, you know, Dan Kennedy always says one is the loneliest number in business. And, and it's true. And so most of the, the thing you got to understand about tax resolution, most of the big firms are very hardcore boiler room telemarketing driven. Uh, and this was before I wised up to some of the, the ethical concerns that I'll talk about later, I'm sure. Uh, but that's what drove revenue at this firm. And so really, I didn't do anything. There was nothing special, nothing secret to it, in, in my opinion. It was just diversification of, of lead sources uh, from pure telemarketing to this wild and crazy thing called the Internet, um, you know, with, with Google AdWords being the primary uh, pay-per-click driver at the time, uh, doing uh, direct mail. And, you know, this was in an industry where people were saying, uh, people on the Internet don't spend money. Uh, and, you know, people don't go to their postal mailbox anymore, uh, both of which are still bogus to this day. Um, so, it, and it was also, you know, actually uh, qualifying leads, improving the sales process. Uh, so qualifying leads when they come in and, and lead follow-up. A uh, big problem in the tax resolution industry is that too many uh, people, they give up on their, their prospects after one or two weeks. You know, my, my personal record for, you know, from the time I had a consultation with somebody that didn't hire me, and then the length of time that they were in my follow-up cycle until they eventually did hire me is 28 months, two years, four months. That's awesome. So it's just, just doing things like that uh, can really lead to, to really rapid growth in, in a, in a practice. So after I did that, I, I went off into private practice. Uh, I started to uh, have some ethical concerns about the industry and the company wasn't willing to make any changes in certain arenas. So I went off on my own, uh, in October of 2010. Uh, and within 10 months of doing that, I went from absolute zero to $35,000 a month in recurring revenue. Uh, in, in my own practice. And the best part of it was, is that by August of 2011, I was working from Japan. Uh, and then I spent three more years working while traveling full time, uh, you know, uh, essentially living the, uh, the infamous four hour work week lifestyle. You know, if you're familiar with Tim yes, Ferriss, absolutely. you know, and, and proving that that could, could be done. 
Uh, and then uh, that's, that's how I got started. That is absolutely incredible. And if it doesn't, I am sure the longer version of that could fill a book. I realized we didn't even, I know you've written several, we didn't even define it at the beginning. So let, what is tax resolution? Tax resolution is the process of representing a tax debtor. So somebody that owes money to the IRS or to their state department of revenue and the, the process of getting them out of trouble. That, that's the, the general um, uh, definition. Uh, some people do this, some people don't. I, I break it up in, in, and I look at the, the examination world, so the audit world, uh, as being very different from the collections representation world. Uh, some people lump them together, but they are really two fairly unique areas of, of practice. They're different skill sets, different knowledge bases that you need. And so, you know, occasionally a practitioner will ask me something about, about uh, audit. And I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know squat about the audit world. I couldn't defend uh, a taxpayer under examination if I had to. Um, my my skill set is, you know, firmly rooted in the collections side of things. Um, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I always like to point out, you know, who makes more money, a cardiac surgeon or a family physician. You know, the, the old saying, riches and niches, it's yes. true. When you specialize, you make more money than a general practitioner. So why would I want to be a generalist? Absolutely makes a ton of sense. So um, who is the, who is it? You talked about tax debtor, somebody who owes money. Um, this isn't someone who's paying on April 15th, the amount they owe. This is someone <laughs> who, for whatever situation, is unable to pay the amount they are owed. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, and we, then, sorry, go ahead. Uh, we, 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 we work with the deadbeats. <laughs> okay, let's rephrase that um, <laughs> because I am sure there are folks who are going to listen to this who would not consider themselves deadbeats correct. but have issues with the IRS. They didn't withhold enough. They needed the money to live on, so they didn't withhold enough or save enough, and now they have a nasty bill that they need help getting resolved. Correct. So, and you, you know, you know, Seth, and, and that's the reality. So there's this perception out there in the world, or at least in America, that the people that don't pay their taxes are deadbeats. Um, that, that is the perception amongst the people that do pay their taxes. But when, when you're a CPA an EA, a tax attorney that's actually working with these folks, here's what you actually discover. You actually discover that the majority of these people are, they're hardworking, Americans. A lot of them are mom and pop small businesses, family businesses um, with, with tax debt problems. You know, they're not your, your people living in the ivory castle that are uh, supporting a, an excessive lifestyle by not paying their taxes. They're just hardworking Americans that fell onto bad circumstances. You know, they got ill, um, you know, some, somebody passed away. They, they, um, we're, we're in a business that is being, um, you know, hit hard by, by economic conditions like the recession uh, or, or, you know, I mean, we're, we're going to see a new wave of tax debtors of small mom and pop businesses that are being directly impacted by the tariff war that we're, we're engaged in right now with a couple countries. So it's, it's not the deadbeat. It, most of the time, it's hardworking people that have just haul, fallen on, on uh, bad times due to some circumstance. A lot of times it's completely beyond their control. 
so, so you are correct. It's, it's, uh, there's that misnomer uh, about it. Okay. Sure. I appreciate the correction. Um, all right. So one more question about tax resolution as a service, and then we'll talk about the business side of it. So for someone who is facing that situation, who got behind, who didn't have the money to pay the tax bill, what can a tax resolution expert like, uh, like you were and like you train, what can they do for them? So the majority of the time, the, the problem that these people need is uh, – the, the solution they need is breathing room. You know, most people, if given enough time, they can, you know, more or less cash flow their way out of the situation. But they need time to either find another job, to, to adjust their, their withholding. They need time to work out payment plans with, uh, with vendors um, they, they need time to adjust their payroll. You know, sometimes they got to lay people off. They, time is the number one thing that they need. And when they're under the gun from the IRS, they don't have that time because the IRS has the authority and the power to garnish paychecks and to suck money straight out of people's and businesses' bank accounts. And that's what they do. And so as a uh, taxpayer representative, uh, you know, my job and, and, and the job of the, the CPAs, EAs, and tax attorneys that I train is to go in there and first and foremost, stop the threat of that. We call it, it's called levy action. Um, stop the seizure of that money from bank accounts, paychecks, etc. And then the vast majority of people, they wind up on a payment plan. Uh, some people that are uh, below that the, their income is below what are called the collection financial standards. Uh, they may be eligible for what's called non-collectible status. And so all collection action stops. They don't pay anything to the IRS at all. Uh, and then some people are able to, you know, maybe cash out some, some a- equity and assets, pay part or all of the IRS bill. Um, and then a very, very, very tiny uh, fraction, uh, less than one third of 1% of all tax cases, cases resolved um, are eligible for the offer and compromise program, which is the infamous quote unquote pennies on the dollar uh, that everybody hears about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But for practitioners, it's actually the least common option for, for, for a tax debtor um, uh, is, is the offer program, but that, that's the gist of it. Okay. Awesome. So we've done a a good job explaining what tax resolution is and a little bit about your background. You, you built, the first firm that you worked at up a lot, you left, you started your own, you built that up. You have now been training other financial professionals, whether they're lawyers, accountants, financial advisors for many years in how to do this. What prompted you to start teaching others? You know, it was, it was largely the same thing that led me to, to leave the firm that I was an employee at in Denver. And, and, and when I started looking out at the industry as a whole, there was this big ethics concern. Um, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Boiler Room or yes. uh, was it Wolf of Wall Street, um, the, the telemarketing operations at these big fly-by-night tax resolution firms are exactly like these pump-and-dump stock operations that were, you know, common back in the 80s. And so this is obviously concerning because it means that the, the, the end consumer, the, the customer, the client, they are not getting the service that they deserve. And there is a long, long track record of these, and, and I don't pull any punches when I say this, but these scumbag ripoff tax resolution companies that they take money from people that are, that are vulnerable 
in, in a very vulnerable situation and they're looking for a lifeline and these companies pretend to offer one and all they do is take their money and not do any of the work. Huge, huge problem that's been gone going for, for 20 years. That almost sounds like the debt resolution, the debt reduction credit card reduction firms that do the same thing and they spent money and magically their credit score didn't improve and nothing changed. Correct. It's very, very, very similar. And so when, when I, you know, I had been in, in private practice for what, about a year and a half or so. uh, And I, and I saw this need uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing a little bit of publishing. I'll do the occasional webinar and I'm just going to see if there's other independent practitioners, you know, your, your small, uh, you know, mom and pop, uh, you know, accounting firms, you know, kitchen table operations, whatever you want to call it that, that want to get involved in doing this work because I was a solo practitioner and, 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 and I was like, why, aren't other solo practitioners helping these people in their local community rather than these tax resolution clients getting ripped off by these big national firms. So I started doing a little bit of that and I, I, I um, did, you know, I, I wrote my first couple of books. Um, I did the occasional training webinar. Um, and, but it was always kind of a, a, a hobby type thing on the side, obviously to my, my actual tax resolution practice. Um, and, and then what happened is, is I was living in Sydney, Australia at the time and I had a good practice. I had a a good life there, but what I realized was, is that even though I had a good income and I had a good life, I wasn't building any wealth, uh, in, in my practice or in my personal life. Uh, and so I, I still remember the date. It was June 22nd, 2014. Uh, I came back to the United States um, and I really haven't left since. Um, and, and, and I came back with the intention of really just blowing up my tax resolution firm and making it big so that I could start, you know, saving for retirement. And, um, uh, I guess the word today is adulting, yeah. uh, and, you know, being a responsible, uh, you know, mid thirties person. Uh, so when I came back, I, 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 I do things to extreme. Uh, and so, I embarked on a 42-city tour over the course of four months, um, meeting with other enrolled agents primarily, and I taught a free two-hour ethics continuing education class. And, and I would have some really dinky little meeting rooms in some oddball, uh, you know, like fourth-tier cities and small towns all over the United States. And my goal in doing that was to build uh, referral partnerships so that I could, because other EAs were not doing this work, less than 2% of EAs do representation work. And so I'm like, well, if they're not going to do it, I'll become their friend and I'll take their referrals off their hand. Um, and that worked very, very, very well, but there was an interesting side effect to it. Uh, and that was that I did meet quite a few other EAs that wanted to actually do the work but there wasn't much out there uh, in the way of really pragmatic training. Uh, there, there was one company that was, that, that has been doing boot camps for a long time. Uh, but a lot of people say, eh, you know, it's, it's, it's too fast paced. I didn't really get a whole lot out of it. We're looking for something that's more hands-on and whatnot. It was like, we loved your ethics class. You should teach other classes. And so thus the thing that became, that was a, a side business turned into uh, a, a much bigger business than I, than I ever intended it to. Uh, and, and along the way, I co-founded a tech startup in Seattle 
that's that's venture backed uh, that provides uh, C- continuing education uh, based HR solutions uh, for large law firms and, and public accounting firms. I've also got the the a pretty robust CPE company uh, and then the marketing side as well and everything that that's grown into today. Awesome. Congratulations. It's obviously been an incredible journey and you've done amazing. So for the financial advisors, accountants, attorneys who are listening to this, um, why might they want to add tax resolution to their practice and how do they do it? Because I'm guessing if they don't know anything about it, they've got this big miscon. They've got a whole bunch of things that have popped in their heads right now, like a fear of, I don't want to go against the IRS or how, how's a little guy like me going to tell, <laughs> figure this out. And well, what, what issues am I going to have? Is this going to affect my other clients and all that stuff? Yeah, very, very common uh, thing. You know, like I said, less than 2% of EAs do this kind of work. Less than 10% of CPAs and private, private practice do it. Uh, and, and even uh, less than, you know, a couple thousand uh, tax attorneys across the country do this. And we all know that there's, you know, a bazillion attorneys. So why aren't there more doing it? And it, and it goes back exactly to what you just said, Seth, is the, the, the fear of uh, going to battle with the IRS or a state department of revenue. Uh, and the other flip side of it, kind of going back to the, that, that deadbeat misnomer that we talked about a few minutes ago is these practitioners think that these tax debtors are deadbeats and that they don't have any money to pay your fee. And the thing is, is that both of those two things are misconceptions. Uh, again, most of these people actually do have cash flow. They have, um, uh, money coming in and, and they can pay your fee sometimes up front, sometimes over time. Uh, but you can definitely get your, your fee paid. Um, and the, the systems that you have to have in place, the, um, the sales scripting that you have to have in place, those are, are two very you know, high level examples of the kind of stuff I teach in my training. So understand, first of all, if you're an EA CPA, uh, JD listening to this and you think that you can't get paid by these people, I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. Uh, and that it is not nearly as daunting as you think it is because these people actually do have the ability to pay. Okay. Surprising number of them on the IRS side. You know, I, I always, you know, when, whenever somebody says, Oh, I, I, it's just too scary to, to add a new service offering. What I always say is, okay, Think about back to the first tax return you ever prepared. Did you fully know what you were doing? Of course not. Of course not. Okay. And so it's just like with everything else that you've done in your professional career, there is a period of time where you want to have uh, uh, training wheels for, for lack of a better term. And, and so going through a training program, just like you did when you started specializing in whatever else you already specialize in, when you first started doing tax returns and you have somebody by your side. And, and that's a big part of why our program has grown to hundreds of people uh, that are doing this kind of work. And they like having uh, myself and a couple of my colleagues that help out uh, as well as all the member, other members in our, our digital community. We have, we have the largest digital community of resolution only practitioners in the country. Um, and everybody helps each other out. So you get that, that support side. But also there needs to be an understanding that this does take marketing. Uh, it does take a little bit of sales acumen. And, you know, most CPAs, they get zero sales training in their entire career, you know. So a big part of what I try to do is to help practitioners 
uh, avoid wasting money on marketing efforts that don't work and also helping them learn how to actually sell. Uh, and, you know, for selling representation services, you do have to have a little bit of sales skill. It's not like a tax return where everybody knows they have to do it. And it's more of a commodity service. Tax resolution is much more hands-on. It is not a commodity service. Um, and you have to do, it, it's not a hard pitch selling like some of these big tax resolution firms do, but you got to have a little bit of that, that sales element in there. Little pizzazz. A little bit, yeah. You know, and, and then there's the, the efficiency and profitability side of things, uh, more, more commonly referred to as practice management. You know, probably more than anything else, I'm known as the checklist guy in the industry. Uh, you know, I literally wrote the book on all the checklists that you need to have in place uh, in order to uh, run a successful tax resolution practice. And adapting those checklists and those systems, those processes to how you do business uh, is, is something that, that I think everybody needs to learn. And that's, that's something else that we, we, we teach. And then, of course, on the casework side, it is technical. There are new uh, uh, tax laws that, you know, not tax laws that are new. That's one of the nice things about tax resolution. It doesn't change every year, you know, unlike tax prep. Um, but there's a new body of tax law, a new body of, of IRS regulations uh, and procedures that people have to learn. And so obviously we have uh, the technical training on that as well. So for, for those folks that are looking to delve into it, um, hope you don't mind if I give a blatant plug for the website. Please go right ahead. <laughs> but uh, taxmarketinghq.com. Uh, and, and you could see, you know, our continuing education. We do a ton of continuing education, um, both from the very, very basic beginning level all the way up to super advanced uh, stuff, both uh, live seminars and via webinar. Uh, and then, of course, we'll, we'll help you out. Uh, we have a program where we can, you know, hold you by the hand. Uh, you become part of our community um, and you get access to marketing toolkits uh, the ongoing training, able to bounce ideas and, and casework questions off off myself, uh, Dan Han, a CPA I work with, uh, the the other members in our community. You know, we're we're really here to be helpful uh, and and help you get your practice not only off the ground but also profitable and sustainable for a long period of time. Awesome. That makes a ton of sense. So if you're an accountant, a financial advisor, or a, a attorney looking to add another stream of revenue to your practice and do very good work for very pe for people who will be incredibly appreciative of it, unlike a traditional tax return where people are always seem to be most of the time they're upset with how much they owe or <laughs> that they're not getting a bigger refund back or the lawyer who doesn't get to be a hero every day because every his, his clients are afraid the, the bill, billing meter starts when the phone rings. Um, this one, people actually, you will get hugs, you will get tears, people yes. will love you for it. You will change, you will reduce so much stress because yes. it's probably one of the biggest, most stressful things. I've been through it, and it's one of the biggest, most stressful things when the big bad IRS or I've been audited three times by the New York State Department of Labor and won every time. But until after the first one, when I won, up until the point when they said, We're sorry, we owe you money, <laughs> it was. It, I, and I said, wow, that must be your best call today. Like <laughs> He's like, yeah, we don't get to give good news too often. Um, he's like, so I was actually happy to come back and tell you that we are giving you money. So absolutely make sure um, to check out taxmarketinghq.com. Jason, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate you being here. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. 
Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.